Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Hello there and welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast, bringing you the latest news in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Every Friday evening on RT Radio 1, or of course you can get it first on Friday mornings, or of course anytime you like with your favourite podcasting app from Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Dusty Rhodes. Uh, Coming up today on episode 877, we're talking about kind of the, the greatest tech CEOs of our time and what they did when they got out of the business to chat about it. It's Niall Kitson, our editor-in-chief, and we have big news this week. We have big, big news this week, Mm. and it's kind of, it's been a very interesting show to research because Mm. I think it's a case of a lot of people came in, made an indelible stamp on technology and either found out when it was prudent to get out and did so, uh, reached the top of their profession and decided Mm -hmm. that was it, they Mm -hmm. could do no more. Uh, and some of them never left at all. So it's it's we, we've got an interesting gamut, you know. At, at which point do you decide? Uh, okay, enough is enough. You know, yeah. I'm I'm done with the working world as it is. Time to do something else. Maybe you know, indulge in a little bit of philanthropy or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you know, my time here isn't done. I've got so many ideas that I that I want to uh, explore, and this is still the the sort of the place that I want to do it. So the four people that we're talking about this week are Steve Jobs from Apple, um, Bill Gates from Microsoft, uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, and who's the fourth? Uh, well, we've we've actually got two more to talk about. Really, we're we're go- we'll put Jeff Bezos first. But uh, when we talk about Steve Jobs, you have to mention Steve Wozniak as well because they were the double act, right? That's true. Uh, and the last person on our list that we could have devoted an entire show to is, uh, of course, John McAfee, an incredibly colourful character. Not quite as well known as everybody else, but I think probably the most colourful of all. <laughs> the most colourful of all. And as I said, we could have devoted an entire show to uh, him. Uh, 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 I mean, true. there's already one uh, documentary about him out there called Gringo, which was made by Showtime, which mm. is, of course, HBO's main competitor uh, in the States at the moment. Um, and uh, apparently there's a fiction film in in development mm. and has been for, for quite a while. Um, some very interesting people attached to it at one point. Uh, Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan, Seth Rogan was <laughs> was attached to it for, for a while. Uh, Johnny Depp as well. So Lord knows, it's one of these things that have languished in development well, listen, hell. Who do, you, who do you want to get cracking with? Do you want to let, build up to McAfee or uh, shall we start with him? Let's, let's start with Jeff Bezos. Okay. Because we haven't mentioned him so far and he announced his retirement a couple of weeks ago and for mm. various reasons, mostly to do with this show actually, mm. we didn't uh, we didn't cover it in, in much detail but you know, he's worth $250 to... Wow, is he that is he that rich? Two hundred and fifty wow. billion dollars, the world's <laughs> richest man, uh, yeah. fifty-seven years of age, decided, okay, that's it. I'm I'm done mm. with Amazon after changing the face of online retail uh, for better or worse. I mean, the man has made shopping online convenient, mm-hmm. easy to do, uh, cheaper, um, and automated factories to uh, an alarming. Really. Oh, the robotics is amazing, and uh, those fulfillment centers. Yeah, but the the human cost is uh, is terrifying mm. when you read into how people are treated at these centers. That yes, everything is automated, but basically the human staff are treated with a level of uh, scrutiny that mm. you would apply to the robotics 
as well. So, you know, breaks are very tightly managed. Working days are very tightly managed. Mm. Um, you know, of course, there's no unionisation at all, which is generally something the tech sector isn't terribly interested in, mm. in general. But when you get down to sort of the manual labour, uh, these are sort of, uh, general, generally fields that, that uh, unions have thrived in. Yes. Because you, you're looking after the, the individual, the, the little guy, uh, semi-skilled uh, or, or low-skilled worker. Mm. Uh, unions have traditionally looked after these people very, very well. It's, it's an alien concept to the tech sector where you're looking at things that jobs that people are doing uh, only for as long as you can come up with a robot to do it. I suppose high value workers uh, are in less need of a union. Oh, but then again, I immediately think of airline pilots who are very well paid. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. Reiner, uh, well, there's no way they'll have a union. However, uh, Jeff. However, Je- Jeff Bezos. So uh, got out at a net worth of $250 billion dollars. Uh, and has decided that, you know, he's going to embrace the final frontier, uh, much in the same way as Richard Branson did quite, quite recently. Which, mm-hmm. uh, he did a suborbital flight, wasn't it? So, he- Well, now, in all fairness, uh, the day we are recording uh, the show is mm-hmm. the 20th of July and it's going mm-hmm. to be released on Friday at the end of the week. So Jeff hasn't gone up to space. So one of two things could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one, he has a very successful flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, or two, he doesn't have a successful flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's so many options to go so, there. So, whichever, please keep that in mind for all, yeah, all of the following comments. Um, speaking of Richard Branson, I don't consider what he did as going into space. Damn close. Right. Damn close. But the line is 100 kilometers from the surface of the Earth that's where space officially begins in my book, right? Mm-hmm. The US government will say that it starts at 50 kilometres, but that's for a political reason. Right, okay. <laughs> that's that's where they, the, the point Defense which they budgets, say they own and Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas, you know, kind of the rest of planet Earth would kind of say 100 kilometres. And then also, like, I don't know, kind of like Richard Branson went up and yes, you could see the curvature of the Earth and the darkness of space uh, behind it. And yes, they were weightless for three minutes mm-hmm. and then they came down again. So it's kind of mm. like, wow, three minutes. Is that really going into space? Mm. Well, this is a very interesting question you've reached because as we know, Richard Branson, uh, of course, Virgin Airways, very, very important important brand mm. in the history of uh, consumer av- aviation. He's, he has one eye on being able to get as many people into orbit as possible. Well, I think for that, for, for that point of view, um, for a joyride, if you like, mm. and I believe a ticket is uh, a quarter of a million. Right. And that's the kind of money that I would consider at one point in my life. Yeah. Like you would cash in an entire pension or an entire college fund mm. or you would sell a house or you would sell a business or whatever. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? If, and you would just go, do you know what? I don't care. I'm going to live in poverty for the rest of my life for three minutes in space. I would do that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if it's like a million, I forget it. <laughs> yeah. So the, this is this is why the Branson experience contrasts so well with mm. Jeff Bezos. Because Branson, you know, he will want to consumerize space travel. He, he does want to put it in, in reach of not average person mm. but you know somebody somebody with a bit, bit of money to burn mm. um that's i think that's his end game that's mm. that's what he wants uh jeff bezos uh i mean what he's doing is much more ambitious 
uh, he's he's got a, a crew of what six that he's bringing with him, hmm. uh, including uh, Wally Funk, who was a female astronaut who never actually got to got to fly. Well, she was trained. She was one of the yeah. earliest American uh, uh, astronauts, and they were hoping she would be the first woman in space. And then, for whatever reason, ah, we're not going to do that anymore. And yeah. she was tossed aside. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's great that she's getting the the mm. recognition and the, and the chance to do it. Uh, of course, Jeff is Jeff is bringing his brother Mark, which is very nice. Apparently, they 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 had a dream together, and uh, and it's now happening. And uh, an eighteen year old student, unnamed. Now this is I know that he's he has been named. Has he? I, yeah, but he's from the Netherlands or something, so I can't pronounce it. Okay, um, <laughs> no. But what I think is really really interesting is that somebody he's only a replacement at the last minute. Right. Somebody else had paid their place, all right, and it was 24 million or whatever mm-hmm. it was to have a place on, on that particular flight. They paid it. And then all of a sudden, they can't make it, all right? And the <sighs> excuse is scheduling problems. Oh, for now, God's sake. Now, if you're going to be one of the first people to go into space with Jeff Bezos, nothing is more important. No. <laughs> like, no. nothing is more important. The Holy Father is on the line for you. Tell him to hold. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> nothing is more important. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, so that's kind of somebody who, had a falling out. Who dropped out? I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And I'd imagine Jeff Bezos is one of these people who was like, "Okay, you can go, but you're not going on my run." Yeah, <laughs> I want the window seat. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? That's probably what it is. <laughs> it would not surprise me in the slightest. So that's you've hit the nail on the head. So I think whatever conflict was there. So then in his place uh, was the second runner-up, who was a billionaire, as I say, I think from the Netherlands. And he said, I'm not going to go, but I want my uh, son to go. He's been crazy about space since he was four. He's 18 now. So it's a really interesting. It's Jeff's brother, uh, he's bringing the, uh, an 80-year-old woman mm. who had trained to be an astronaut back in the 50s. And uh, she will be, I think, the oldest woman in space. Mm. And uh, he's bringing this kid up. And that kid will be the youngest person ever to go to space. Mm. So he, like, he's setting records, 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 records. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and of course, a, a notable science fiction geek as well. Mm. Uh, the man who brought The Expanse back to uh, TV from uh, from Netflix yeah. um, after they cancelled the show. So his eye is very much on the exploration yeah. aspect. That's that's what he's in. That's, and, that's what, and he has all the money in the world to go and explore yeah. anything he wants in the world. Or indeed. Or indeed. After so it. it begs the question... Right. Go on. And and which is is the more? Well, I I know what the answer to this is, but which one is going to have the more lasting impact? Right, the consumerization approach, or we'll call it the the scientific slash exploration. Elon Musk will have the biggest impact. Okay, there's always an option C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like you know, kind of the, those two lads, they're they're going into orbit. Mm. We've been in orbit done you know kind of it's a regular thing um uh, it, what we're talking about is we've had a man walk on the moon neil armstrong mm. okay who cares who was second third fourth fifth or the, whatever do you know what i mean neil armstrong was there all right mm. uh first person in space was yuri gargargan mm. all right so don't talk to me about the first billionaire in space who cares do you know what mm. i mean um elon musk wants to go to mars mm. that is something that has never been done before. that's that's ambition that is ambition. So I think he uh, uh, he definitely wins. Anyways, so Anywho. there there is uh, Jeff. Uh, Steve, and what, what he did next. Uh, that's, and that's what he did next. Uh, Steve Jobs, I read his book. Yes. Now, I didn't go into Steve Wozniak at all, all right? And, and we're already running short on time. But let me tell you about Steve Jobs. I think this is interesting. Um, he hired... 
Steve was very passionate and a great marketer, all right? Um, but he realised that he needed help as Apple was growing. So he got in this guy, John Scully, from uh, from Pepsi, mm. all right? So it was he who said we should get this guy in Pepsi. Great marketing, branding, da-da-da-da. Mm. That's what we need for Apple, da-da-da. And <laughs> the unfortunate thing was that eventually uh, uh, Steve Jobs didn't get on with John Scully, mm. the man he hired. Yeah. And there were fisticuffs and they were head-to-head. And eventually it ended up in a boardroom thing. And Steve... The man yeah. who hired him was O-U-T, baby. Yeah, I actually remember the, the line that um, Steve Jobs had for Scully. Where he, he, mm. he basically said to him, do you want to sell sugar water all your life? Or do you oh, want that, to come for us? Yeah, yeah, and change the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how he got him in. But it was interesting to see what Steve did after that because I knew that he went on and he formed a computer company called Next hmm. because he was just obsessed with uh, computers and the design and stuff like that. And he wanted to build the ber- perfect computer, okay? Hmm. So at Next, he was driving the designers mad. One of the things was he wanted to have... Uh, the computer to be a square box within a box mm. or something like that. Completely unnecessary. It would look amazing, all mm. right, but completely unnecessary because all these, uh, you know, designers and engineers are looking around and go, why would you do that? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? So he was absolutely driving them uh, uh, insane. But he did uh, do that. And then they also developed uh, the uh, Unix code. Mm. Now, not actual Unix, Unix, but they developed a Unix code, uh, which eventually became Mac OS. Mm. So yeah. kind of, they were the two things that he did and was kind of in his area and that was good. And at the end of the day, when he went back to Apple, um, he sold the next computer uh, thing for 400 million to Apple. Mm. Yeah, which became the iMac. But that's not where he made his money. Mm. That is not where he made his money. He invested in Pixar. Yeah. All right. Well, wasn't he the one movie of the founders? Company. He was one of the founders, all right? Mm. Uh, and he was like, no, this is a great idea. There's so much that you can do. And of course, with that Apple passion, mm. it's kind of like you needed real horsepower to be able to develop those movies. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that way he, that's what he was into and to be mm. able to do this. And there was a creative side to it and everything as well. Uh, and the first movie that they did, of course, was Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And that was just, boom, that kicked everything off, mm. right? Uh, when Steve sold his shares in that, I think he, that's what made him a billionaire. Mm. That's where he made his money. Yeah. yeah. And then he went back into Apple, where the wages were terrible. He could only afford one black T-shirt and a mm. polo neck. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's, that's the that fascinating was, thing. Mm. What Steve did next was he went back to the company that kicked him out. Ah, and actually, and just to, to wrap this up, uh, I was saying that the, 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 this boardroom fisticuffs with himself and John Scully was on the 16th of September in 1985. Um, he returned to Apple mm-hmm. on the 16th of September, mm-hmm. 1997, exactly added up, whatever, 12 years later, as interim CEO. Mm. All right, because it was like, look, I'll come in, I'll run the show until we get somebody, da da da, whatever, mm. right? So I'll just be the interim CEO. And then he shortened it <laughs> to I CEO. <laughs> All right. And that's like kind of, that's way before they started using the, I, the, the iMac brand. Yeah. So he was the first I. He was the first I. Well, you know, in his He'd own love mind. that, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so go on, who else have you got on your list? Okay. Well, uh, briefly, I suppose, uh, if you're talking about Steve Jobs and Apple, you, you kind of have to mention Steve Wozniak, 
who was the the sidekick, mm. the you know the. Oh, Uber don't geek. call me. You can. I'll call him a sidekick. Okay, he's come on. He, he was a it very. Was, it was the pair of them. That was a partnership. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, a very accomplished man in his own right. Yes. Of course, started started off Apple with uh, in Steve Jobs in nineteen seventy six, mm. um, and left in nineteen eighty five, and mm. has since gone on to be a tremendous advocate of free software, mm. uh, of free copyright, uh, of uh, STEM, mm-hmm. getting uh, technology into schools all the way from, you know, managing uh, national projects to being the guy at the other end of the phone for his nearest school, that he would come down and fix the computer. <laughs> I like that. He, he He's still that guy uh, and Freemason, oddly enough, Freemason mm-hmm. since 1979, um, but uh, a patron of the arts, founder of the Silicon Valley Ballet, mm-hmm. if you'd believe there is such a thing. Uh, and also responsible for setting up the tech museum uh, and, as I said, providing tech support in, in local schools. Mm. So very much the philanthropist and did Dancing with the Stars in 2008. Well, now there you go. <laughs> there, there's a guy, but I don't want to say with... Stars people, I definitely look for yeah. people who shouldn't be on. Well, I mean, Chris <laughs> Jericho did it as well and, you know, no better man, I suppose. <laughs> very, very much used to using his, his body as an mm. instrument in, in every way. But yeah, Steve, very much the, the model I guess, tech guy for, for what to do next. I mean, left the company uh, on good terms with everybody, mm. still still on the board to mm-hmm. this day. Um, I'm sure it provides him with a, with a, a very uh, happy income and has managed to kept his hand in in the development of new technology and in the arts as mm. well and in education. I think it's kind of interesting uh, with a lot of these guys, like they get into these areas and they just become fantastic beyond their wildest imaginations. Mm. And for the rest of their life, they got more money than they could ever dream of having mm. in their wildest imaginations. Um, and some of them leave and go off to be a recluse mm. and some of them go off to do good things and then some of them go off I was going to talk about John McAfee actually listen mm. uh, uh, let me do Bill Gates and then yeah. we do John McAfee how's that and then yeah. uh, we wrap it up um, Bill Gates uh, was kind of an interesting one just thinking about you know riches beyond your wildest dreams Bill said uh, he was leaving 99% of his fortune to charity and mm. causes and stuff like that and he was going to leave 1% to his kids mm. and you're kind of going oh my god that's terrible. Only 1%. Only 1%. But when you think of the billions that those kids would have got, yeah. do you know, out of that 1%, it's like, well, how much do you need to actually give somebody? Mm, <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if somebody gave me, like, just a million, I'd be very happy for the rest of my life. If I had a billion, I would think, that's, you know, whatever. It, it's bad for the soul. It creates people that are loose and have no idea oh, of the value of it. listen, you, you see these programs about all these people who won the lottery? And then the, the disasters their lives become. Anyway, uh, Bill Gates uh, sold up his shares in Microsoft and decided, right, I'm out of the game. I want to go off and I want to do more interesting and more kind of philanthropic mm. kind of stuff. And he uh, also got into uh, becoming a bit of a futurologist and predicting the future. Of course. So he's talking about climate change, uh, uh, health and education, all these kind of things. Uh, in 2014, I thought, and this has been going doing the rounds, I think, for the last year or two, uh, he did an interview about the future, mm-hmm. all right? And he said that bad things will happen in the future, duh. Mm. He says, uh, but hopefully none on the scale where maybe millions of people could die from a pandemic. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, oh my yes, goodness. he did. <laughs> but he was, was predicting, he was saying, we are not prepared. He wasn't saying the pandemic was coming. Mm. But what he was saying was, we are not prepared for a pandemic. Mm. 
And good God, he was right. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he's kind of putting the word out there, and he does a lot of talking. Of course, he had his uh, book and stuff like that. Uh, he has got his foundation with Bill and uh, Melinda, soon which to is the ex-wife, soon to be ex-wife, which is the richest charitable organization in the states, if not the world. Wow, they've got assets worth thirty-six billion. Now, wow. when you're talking about a charity with thirty-six billion. It's like, but what I like about Bill, all right, and this is where I think his true mm, legacy is, okay, mm-hmm. is he's like, I'm a multi-billionaire. A lot of my friends are multi-billionaires. A lot of the people I would meet are all multi-billionaires. So when I meet them, I give them this idea. I say, look, you've got way more money than you will ever need. And when you die... You don't need the money. And the people that you leave behind, you know, you give them a few quid and they will have more money than Mm. they ever need. We are developing a kind of a bond or a code or I don't know what it is where he's trying to get all these billionaires to leave 99% of their wealth to charities Mm. or to foundations or to uh, for the betterment of mankind, if you want Mm. to put it that way. And I think that is so much better than saying I am. Obviously, he's doing it. But it's more, so much better than saying, I'm going to do this, He's going, and I'm going to get all my mates to do it as well. Mm, yeah, I think. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Right, let's talk about John McAfee. John McAfee. Uh, yeah, uh, RIP this year, uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, only only a couple of weeks ago at this stage, actually. Mm-hmm. In um, mysterious circumstances. Uh, he says. In a Spanish jail. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah, committed suicide in a Spanish jail, awaiting extradition to the US on tax evasion charges. Apparently, he hadn't been paying his taxes for the last four years. Uh, he was about to be extradited mm-hmm. um, and uh, apparently he said, you know, I'm fine. I'm not suicidal, but I'm in prison. I might be murdered. So if anything happens to me here, you'll know that it had nothing to do with me. You know, some there there is some there is some nastiness afoot. Mm. Uh, and of course, he committed suicide in British commas yeah. uh, in prison. So now we have this wonderful uh, myth, the man, the legend uh, that was John McAfee spreading uh, around the internet, around the world, um, possibly forever. Now, he was a bit of a, a man and a myth and a legend long before this. Oh, my goodness, what, yeah. What made him the legend? Of course, you know, 1987 wrote McAfee Software, the, the world's first commercially available antivirus software, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Um, got out of the game in 1994, mm-hmm. uh, since went on to absolutely lambaste the software he uh, uh, created, mm-hmm. calling it bloatware. Uh, and, you know, uh, advocating that people take it off their computers. Uh, and, of course, trying to get his name removed from the from the uh, product at one point. Uh, I think uh, Intel was owners of McAfee uh, at one point, and they tried rebranding it, and mm. it didn't work out for them. So uh, they went back to the McAfee brand. And, of course, uh, John McAfee, not a fan of that whatsoever. Um, of course, relocated to Belize uh, for quite a few, few, year, mm. few years, where he became a person of interest in a murder case. <laughs> I mean, the man's life after uh, after 1994 is just this cocktail of guns, drugs, women, paranoia, uh, cryptocurrency, yoga, and and light aircraft. I mean, <laughs> cryptocurrency, the, light yoga, and aircraft. You know, I, I, <laughs> I there's we couldn't we couldn't get through the man's life. You know, he married three times, and, and his third wife said, mm. uh, I mean, he claimed to have fathered 47 children. Uh, you know, his, his third wife said, uh, as you know, after he died, father of many, loved by few. Oh, what a what a sick burn. Oh, well, hey, do you know what? If you you know if you do father children and then you uh, turn your back on them, 
Well, yeah. It's generally not looked upon kindly by society, yeah, never right. mind the mother of said child. Yeah, rightly so, rightly so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, we could devote an entire show to him. There's a documentary called Gringo. Uh, okay. Well worth checking it out. He's done a few very strange videos on YouTube in his mm. time as well. Uh, one of which, I think, memory serves correctly, he was snorting cocaine and bemoaning what has happened to the <laughs> software. <laughs> Fairly sure that's what happened. I mean... <laughs> he was a character. He was a character. Actually, do you know what? Maybe that's it. Because this is kind of interesting, just chatting about some of the tech giants are taking an angle on it. Uh, but I, that could be really interesting to get somebody in who's done a, a book about John McAfee or whatever, just kind of give us a potted history of his life. Mm-hmm. It could be a great podcast. Yeah. Maybe we should do that with, with all of them. You know? Yeah. Because that yeah. Walter Isaacson book uh, about Steve Jobs, it's a big book. It's a, it's a tome. <laughs> It's tome. Fortunately, I read it on the Kindle, so it's, <laughs> so it's the same weight as every other book. <laughs> but it just takes a hell of a lot longer to uh, uh, to get through. So listen, finally, uh, to wrap mm-hmm. up, our big news, our big news is that we have, um, seeing as it's, as I said today, that we are recording is the 20th of July, and this is the second day of freedom to be able to travel internationally. Mm. Imagine to yeah. get on a plane and to go play someplace where it's warm and sunny and you can't sleep at night. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, wait a That's minute. Ireland I'm talking That's about. And, and actually, we, we have to give props. This is the first mm. time in two years that we've done a show in a studio. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. Absolutely crazy. And while we've been away, they've done up the studio. It's really nice here. It's, it's really, really nice. Yeah. But the, do you know the one thing they didn't put in? And I, I was at them from day one. AC? Aircon. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time in it is like, you know, when we've had the best, uh, uh, strongest heat wave in Ireland since. Yeah. <laughs> We're I can't like, even remember the last one. We're like flies under a magnifying glass here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. And it's good to see you. It's good to see you in person. Mm. So, I, But I think what we're going to do is we're probably going to go back to a mix. Like a lot of people seem to want to do now, it's kind of, well, we do a mix of some mm-hmm. in the studio, some on, the, you know, the way we do it, yeah. uh, uh, online and stuff like that. So. And there's no difference in quality. I mean, you know, the dynamic is different. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, you know, our online shows sound... But you can't be good. seeing somebody in front of you. Do you, you know can. what I mean? Like, I'm you obviously, can. you know, Ken, when we're doing the, the online shows, for want of a better way, is uh, we, we can see each other on the camera and mm. it's, it's almost as good as. But there's a little bit of yeah magic or something there. Yeah, there is. Uh, and, and for those of you who are worried about our health and safety, we are both completely vaccinated. Completely vaccinated. And, and we are wearing masks. Just in case. Just in case. Listen, that is it for the podcast for this week. Uh, do remember, you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with the hourly updates, daily newsletters and more. You can grab them at our website, techcentral.ie, or of course, listen to us each week online or Fridays with RTE Radio and Extra. Until next time, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, and from Niall Kitson, as always, thank you very much for listening. Have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by DigitalAudioProductions.com. Tech Central.